Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. I'm Nacho. I'm Sophie D. And we watch movies that we missed out on way before when they came out. When they were super popular. Yeah. So yeah. We, we are spending our time now to just kind of review them and react to them. And recap. Yeah. And that's why we're late to the party. Oh. <laughs> Get it? Ah, so great. So speaking of things that we're not late to the party to, what are you watching? I just finished the Watchmen series. Oh. On HBO. I have not started watching that yet, but I've only heard good things about it. Yeah, I I don't know what got me to watch it because I wasn't super into the movie when I watched it, but I thought the series was way better than the movie. Ah, uh, I never watched the movie because I heard it was like five hours long. It's pretty long. <laughs> and then if you're like me, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Is it worth it? I mean, yeah, I'm, I feel like you've, if you don't watch the movie, you still get the show. Because oh, okay. it takes place like 30 years after and they kind of recap it. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I've been watching this show called I May Destroy You. What's that? It's on HBO, I believe. And it's uh, written by this lady, Michaela Cole. And she... She's also the one that wrote Chewing Gum that was on Netflix that I also missed out on because it was in my list for so long. And then I watched this show and I was like, let me check out Chewing Gum. And then I went and it's not on Netflix anymore. Oh, no. So I did that to myself. <laughs> um, but so she wrote that show and that was like her big kind of come up thing, apparently. But so while she was writing that show, she got sexually assaulted on that show. But she had to like kind of connect the dots by herself and like go go down the, the timeline. Um, so this show is about her like figuring that out. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's like really good and it's it not like just sad yeah it's written very well okay yeah. good to know what? but also it gets sad what else are you watching um oh i'm also watching atlanta finally because i like to watch a current show and a show that i'm late to the party with you know <laughs> so as long as i balance you know being late to everything and like kind of almost being current with something then i'm okay works out yeah yeah um what are we late to this week john wick baby <laughs> I'm really excited. I was really excited to do this one. Me too. Yeah. I low-key want to watch the rest of them, but also, like, I'm not mad if we don't yet. I, I might just watch. watch them behind our back. Yeah, I want to watch the rest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you know about this movie? Keanu Reeves kicks ass, yeah. and I heard that the inciting incident is that his dog dies. Yeah, I just knew Keanu Reeves was in it. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's basically the same thing that it, right? Yeah. Sure. Do you have a synopsis to throw at us? She does. Oh. It is about a legendary assassin, John Wick, Keanu Reeves, retired from his violent career after marrying the love of his life. Her sudden death leaves John in deep mourning when sadistic mobster Yosef Tarasov, Alfie Allen, who is Theon? Yeah, I was like, is that, I was like, why is Theon Greyjoy trying yeah. to bully Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Cute of him to do that. Uh, so... Uh, Yosef and his thugs steal John's prized car and kill the puppy that was a last gift from his wife. John unleashes the remorseless killing machine within and seeks vengeance. Meanwhile, Yosef's father, uh, Vigo, Vigo, John's former colleague, puts a, ha a bounty on John's head. Nice. So that basically. was, yeah, that yeah. was longer than it needed to be, but that was Wikipedia. That basically said the entire movie. It did. It kind of ruined <laughs> things. <laughs> so when you go into that, you read that and you're like, oh. So that's that's what happens. Yeah. So while I was taking notes on this movie, I was like, Sam, what's this guy's name? And I was like, it's John. That's the name of the movie is John no. Wick. <laughs> it's like, such a mess. Wow. I was like, who am I? Oh, boy. <laughs> so that was my my moment. <laughs> that's OK. We all are allowed them. Yeah. You know, and you live and you learn, you grow. 
you know you you want you still enjoy the movie it didn't hinder anything <laughs> yeah and that's what matters yeah for sure so it opens on the sound of a newscast saying that a storm has passed and then we see a car kind of crash into a loading dock and then john wick comes crawling out he's like crazy injured yeah he's already bloody and everything and i'm like oh here we are <laughs> Awesome. Really strong opening. Yep. I did. So I wasn't really paying attention in the beginning. Like, I, I think I was just looking at my phone or something to write down what the newscast was saying. So then when the car crashed into the uh, the loading dock, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, actually, I jumped because I wasn't expecting it. Uh, but then so John crawls out and he collapses on the floor and he pulls out his phone to watch this video of him and his wife. And they're just having a good time on the beach. But it's one of those videos where it's like somebody else shot it. Like, they're both too far away from the phone, you know? Yeah. So then I'm wondering who shot it. Was there a third wheel friend there? Or was it supposed to look like a selfie video? Like maybe maybe it was a selfie stick. I, it had to be because I think it was just those two there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those like, you know, when you see all those like those just girly things post and it's it's those those stills of like a, <laughs> a couple and they look like they're very intimate and you're like, who's taking this picture? Yeah. It's like one of those. Some That's poor bastard. Like. Yeah. <laughs> just the third wheel. Yeah. So we cut to 6 a.m. on another day and his alarm goes off and he's in this really beautiful home. Yes, but I have to make fun of that as well. Yeah. Because that shot is the opening to every single student film you'll ever watch. <laughs> like nothing to make fun of this movie at all. I'm just saying it's just like very student filmy. Yeah. To open the movie that way. <laughs> Couldn't you be d- me though. It's established time. Yeah. Yeah. So the lighting on him is super gray and he's yes. like going about his morning and then we keep getting shots of him and his wife together. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, she's dead, isn't yeah. she? It's the flashbacks, baby. <laughs> oh. So then we do all that and then he ends up at a hospital visiting her and he, the do- him and the doctor kind of nod at each other and then the doctor pulls the plug and she starts flatlining. And I'm like, this Ooh. is four minutes into this movie. <laughs> I didn't need this. <laughs> He, he takes her bracelet. I'm like, this is so sad already. Like, I was expecting fun action not to get my heart ripped out. <laughs> right. But Keanu, <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be doing that. So we go to the funeral and a shadowy figure looks on from afar. And John approaches Green Goblin. And <laughs> yes, Ned. I was trying to figure out his character name because I was like, it's Willem Dafoe and he was in Spider-Man and I know that he was the bad guy, but it's not. He was a surfer, but he wasn't the silver surfer. Who is he? He's Green Goblin. I knew that you would know. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know Willem. So yeah. <laughs> I guess you would. I knew that both of us would put it together <laughs> at some point. Well, in this scenario, he's Marcus. Yes, he's Marcus here. They're frenemies. Yes. <laughs> And he tells John not to blame himself for his wife's death. But also, I need to take another step out of this movie. I don't know why it took me so long. I couldn't like get into this movie yet because I just kept being like, oh my God, this and this and this. But um, I want to say that nobody rocks a middle part like Keanu Reeves does. Yeah. Like yeah. it just works on him. Yeah, it definitely does not work on me. Right, it so. doesn't work on me. <laughs> a little jealous here. Yeah. Because sometimes it just happens and you're like, I walked around like this all, all day. day. And no one told me? <laughs> oh my God. Pretty rude. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yes, so so Marcus tells him not to blame himself. And then he says that he's just checking up on an old friend. But we know that that means something else is going to happen. Yeah. And then he leaves. So, yeah. you know, it's not ominous. And then there's a funeral after party. And it looks like a party party. Like... Are those called like receptions or after parties? I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Is it appropriate to call it an after party? I don't know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> an after life party? Ooh, wow. Death jokes. A okay, cele- moving on. A celebration of life? Yes, 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 yes. There That's what go. those are called. There we go. Cool, cool, cool. People leave. He's by himself and he gets a package. And I'm yes. like, oh my God, is this action thriller? P.S. I love you. <laughs> oh? 
we find out that the package is a puppy and there's a letter and we get a voiceover from his wife when he's reading it. I'm like, it is. P.S. I love uh, you. <laughs> I wish I knew what you were talking about. Oh, <laughs> it's a really, um, it's like one of my favorite rom-coms, but oh. it's so bad. Okay. <laughs> but it's good. Love that. <laughs> so like this woman loses her husband, like they're like newlyweds and then he dies. I don't remember if they say how he dies, but then she keeps getting all these letters like help her from him to like help her move on mm. yeah oh oh oh, oh. Yeah. like i know the poster i just don't know the movie yeah anyway yeah so back <laughs> to this movie this movie's what we're talking about his wife's like here's something for you to take care of while i'm gone it's a puppy named daisy cute because so she's cute. you know with the with the bracelet she's obsessed with the daisies she loves yeah. daisies very on brand for her so then he go. It's a cute little beagle too. The cutest yeah. little puppy. Little cutie thing. So then he goes to put Daisy on the floor next to next to his bed, so that you know for bedtime. And then by the morning, she manages to climb up onto his large, huge, lifted up bed yeah. to wake him up. <laughs> Whatever. We're not going to question that. So then he goes. He's to, very not about the puppy at first. Yeah. Well, but yes. like he did just have to bury his wife. So like, yeah. And then now he has all these responsibilities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of work. That's what I was thinking like in this in this little sequence here because he goes to get the paper. So obviously the dog runs out and I'm like, you dummy. You've just lost your dog. <laughs> she comes back in. Yeah, she comes back in. And so now he's a very making... trained puppy. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm confused about the puppy. Yes. But he goes to make his coffee and then Daisy's whining because she's hungry, obviously. So then I'm like, is it? irresponsible of hell not to like trash helen's last gift to him but to just have this dog show up on your door and you're not prepared at all it's an irresponsible gift right okay <laughs> cool i didn't want to be the one to say it it's a because little... you don't have any food for the dog you don't have any leashes you can't clean up after the dog there's yeah. no bed you know <laughs> nothing yeah <laughs> and he's mourning right i wouldn't go out to the store and buy stuff right <laughs> i'd be looking like trash crying into a pillow like, like Maybe she should have thought ahead a little bit. I mean, this is also, I feel like now <laughs> I'm like blaming a dead dying. person for something. <laughs> but like if she maybe got him a bag of food to go with the puppy that came here's, and maybe a leash came with here's it. a dog and some supplies. Right. Like full package. <laughs> yeah. And not just the dog. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm bullying a dead person. So I want to move on. <laughs> okay. So he leaves, the puppy follows him into his car, and we see his car and it has jersey plates. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to a gas station, and I thought jersey didn't have self-serve pumps. It doesn't. And also, uh, this gas is $3.83 in 2014. (laughs) What gas station is he finding? (laughs) Did he just Google the most expensive gas station in the land? I got to flex my car at the really expensive yeah. gas station. And he's also driving like a Mustang. So you know that that's not just regular like normal lead. That's like <laughs> diesel or whatever else special. Yeah. It's not the cheapest kind. You got to smell it as it so, drives past you. Right. His gas is $4 <laughs> a gallon. What is he doing? And and he's got the puppy to buy stuff and for. And he's got the puppy. He's totally financially irresponsible. <laughs> what a flex. Yeah. Some Europeans pull up at another pump next to him and mm-hmm. he keeps staring at them. And they're like speaking Russian at each other. Mm-hmm. And then Theon Greyjoy comes over to talk <laughs> cars with him. Yep. And I'm like, all right. And then he tries. Nice to- ride, dude. Yeah. What up, dude? <laughs> so he- then he tries to intimidate him by like trying to be like, so how much are you selling it for? And he's like, I'm not selling it for anything. So then Theon says, everything has a price, bitch, in Russian. And 
Keanu Reeves, John, John, (laughs) (laughs) replies. Mr. Wick? Yes, Mr. Wick replies in Russian. He's like, what the fuck? So then one of his friends pulls him away. So, yeah, that's what's also interesting, too, is that he, so I'm insulting you in Russian, and then you answer me, and all he said was, not everything. Yeah. And then, and then he, Theon, got insulted that you understood Russian? I guess it's just shocking to find a random dude who knows Russian. I, okay. <laughs> but he just like looked like he was about to fight him. And I was like, what? It's just a language. But also, I guess his character just doesn't like being told no. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. But yeah, so they, the other dude comes to defuse the situation. And then John drives off. And they watch him go, and, and you're like, this guy is yeah. really going to do that? This is going to be trouble later. Yes, it is. <laughs> so then uh, now John pulls into some, like, airplane hangar thing and zooms around, and he he just has some aggression to get rid of. Yeah, he starts drifting and doing yeah. donuts. And I'm like, there's a puppy in the car. <laughs> right, yeah. And also, why? <laughs> yeah. I would have peed my pants. I'm sure that right. puppy peed in the seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting way for him to cope, but I guess he just needs to cope with his wife, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's like a stunt driving scene. I think it's just to show off how badass Keanu is. And I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> so then at the end of it, he speeds towards a salt truck and then he stops right before he smashes into it. So then we cut to later on and now he's about to go to bed and now Daisy's on the bed too. But then she wakes him up in the middle of the night because she's bargaining stuff. Runs downstairs. He follows her and there are two dudes waiting for him in the dark. And then somebody else smashes him in the head with a baseball bat. And yeah. it's a metal baseball bat, so that hurts. Oh, for sure. That's not cool. He's rattled. Yeah. I was like, oh, one is very obviously the dude from earlier, but I don't remember how I got to that because he doesn't take his mask off until like later on the right. scene. But they start beating John up and they just want the keys to the car. And I'm like, I don't understand we're doing all this for a car. Right. Like, is it worth a million dollars? Because I don't think cars are worth a million dollars. No, it's not. And also... <laughs> Unless it drives across water. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just turns into a hybrid boat ship thing. Yeah. I was like, we're really, we're really doing this for a car. Yeah. See, the other thing, too, is like you snuck into this house, right? Yeah. So then you can't just find the keys? <laughs> are they not next to the door like in every other house? Right. <laughs> like, typically, they're in like one of three spots. Yeah. But okay, you snuck into the house. Like, just look around. But they were first. also ready to beat him up. <laughs> you know, like I don't think they came just for the car. <laughs> they were conveniently right at the stairs. <laughs> right. They made just enough noise for the dog to wake up. Yeah. And that was. I I think that was their plan the whole time. <laughs> anyway, they end up knocking him out. And yeah. They kill his puppy and leave the dead dog right in front of him for when that he is wakes so up. So rude. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's cold blooded. He goes through his day and puts Daisy's collar next to his wife's bracelet. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, God, he lost two loved ones. Yes. (laughs) Two days. Uh, It's not a good time for John Wick. No, definitely not. He's having a really tough couple days. Yeah. So we cut to the thieves. They bring their car into like a super secret car shop. And they ask the head dude, Aurelio, for Mm -hmm. new plates and clean numbers. And Aurelio's like, where did you get that car? He's very suspicious of it. Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And I was like, what? Why is he suspicious? <laughs> and then we like cut back and forth from like this to John like scrubbing up the blood on his his floors. And I'm like, that's mean. Like you beat him up and you left him to clean up his own blood. <laughs> and the dog's blood. And, <laughs> <laughs> but then um, we cut to John checking in on his garage too. So then we see that uh, what I'm assuming is his wife's car. That's also just shattered up. The tires are slashed. Yeah. He definitely was not driving that SUV. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
that wasn't happening. Oh, yeah. And he also wouldn't be seen in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a Highlander. <laughs> no. You pick up your kids from soccer practice yeah. in that car. <laughs> no, he, could, he wouldn't be caught dead. Yeah, no. But then we cut back to Aurelio in the garage, and he's basically just telling uh, Theon to get out of here. We should yeah. call him by his actual character name, which is uh, Yasef. Yeah. Which I keep forgetting because I kept calling him Theon. I kept calling him Dude. Ah, yeah. Or that. Um, we also cut to John taking the bus, and he takes right. the bus right to that mechanic. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> and also, this is a city bus driving through the suburbs? Yeah, that too. That I also didn't get, but... <laughs> he didn't even Uber it. It was 2014. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... He got a cab. He, he could have. Yeah. You're right. But, yeah, he took a bus, and I was like, what? He Public transportation. Yeah. Keanu is about that environment, mm-hmm. you know? John goes in, Aurelio is there and already has a gl- uh, glass ready with a drink for him. And he tells John, yeah, everything. Uh, Vigo's son took your car. Yep. <laughs> He's, he spills the beans immediately, like on site. <laughs> and and then, then John is like, ah, Vigo's son. Hmm. Yeah. So we do a little bit of back and forth between present and past. And we cut to the thieves, Yosef. Yeah. Uh, talking to Aurelio and... Yosef tries to intimidate him because his father is Vigo, the mob boss. Yeah, he's like, whatever. we own you. Yeah, so Aurelio ends up punching him in the face and is like, don't come, come back over here. Good. <laughs> and then we come back to John and John decides that he's going to go for these dudes. Yeah, he's like, uh, can I borrow a car? Mm-hmm. And Aurelio's like, absolutely. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. You just, we had a good time here, right? Like, you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut to Aurelio and he's getting a phone call from Vigo mm-hmm. and he's like, you punched my son in the face. And he's like, your son stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And he says, oh, in the most troubled tone. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> his reaction was like the funniest thing to me in this movie so far, because I was like, oh, he's he knows he's scared. <laughs> he's like, oh, my son is going to die. He's like, oh, I'm like. Excuse what? <laughs> what kind of reaction? Then we go to Vigo, and one guy is congratulating him for something. It's mayhem from the Allstate commercials. It that That's is him. him. Oh, I never got his name. <laughs> I only called him Mayhem from this point forward. I was like, oh, American guy. <laughs> no, it's May- it's definitely Mayhem, and he's. I mean, he's also in other things. I too. was wondering why he looked so familiar. He's he's in other shows too. Like he was in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine for a hot second. Oh, as the bad cop. Yeah, and he's always playing the same dude. Yeah, he's always like a douche. Yeah, yeah. basically. He has that but face. He does. Like you look at that guy and you're like, he's probably a douche. <laughs> like, just, not to judge a book by its cover, but, but kind of. <laughs> but I'm gonna do. If that. you're good to play a certain role and you're making money, you know. Yeah, do I mean, you. he's good at it yeah. apparently. <laughs> But now I'm sitting here like, what is he? He's not checking up about insurance. So what is his business here? <laughs> and then also what's so interesting is, or like the, the choice in casting, because like, you know, that this guy is only known as the Allstate guy. <laughs> so to cast him in your movie. But in 2014. I wonder. He would have been doing other stuff. Maybe. Because right? I feel like it was only like the past few years he's probably been in the commercials. I guess. Yeah. I would have to do my research, but it's just interesting to be like, like if you cast Flo from Progressive in your movie and you're like expecting people to suspend belief. I, that's funny that you bring that up because the other day one of her commercials came on and I was wondering, I legitimately wonder about what her acting career was like before the commercials. We should look into that. 
Imagine she had like her own hit TV show. Nobody knows. She's probably in like a really weird indie film. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so Mayhem tells Vigo that they agree to his terms, but Vigo doesn't seem interested because obviously he's more worried about his son probably dying. Yeah, he's spacing out. Yep. So then we cut to to Yosef and uh, his crew is getting out of car. They're meeting Vigo at whatever fancy like private bar they're in. So it's just Yosef and Vigo inside with Mayhem in the background. <laughs> and... Um, Vigo is doing the whole, you know, like, oh, you had a nice day. That's a nice jacket kind of thing. And then he comes and punches Yosef straight in the stomach. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, Danny, what happened? So hard he, like, pukes his drink back up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And then he realizes that it's about the stolen car. And then he's like, come on, it's just a car. Like, what's the what's the big deal? So then Vigo's like, it's not about what you did. It's who you did it to, you dummy. Yeah. So he says you took it from John Wick. And then Mayhem is like, Oh, oh! <laughs> He's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh my! Oh dear! I would send in my resignation letter. Yeah, I'm like, I'm done here. Suddenly, I can't deal with bosses and gangs. <laughs> yeah, this might not be the industry for me. Yeah. And then Vigo lets out some backstory on John, and like, I guess he was like the world's best hitman or something. Yeah, he's called the Boogeyman, or he was Ooh. sent out to kill the bad guys and then uh yosef's like i'm not scared of the boogeyman and vigo's like you should be yeah which dumb dumb if your dad is a big bad scary mob boss and he's scared of this dude and you're no one right. <laughs> like you should be scared right read the room yeah <laughs> but so this is also intercut with john he's like going into his basement with a sledgehammer and then as vigo is telling yosef about john being like the dude john is downstairs and he just starts like sledgehammering his basement apart yeah. So that he gets down to to where he had this whole briefcase buried. So then he opens that up and that is a whole thing full of big old guns and yeah. a lot of gold. And a lot of ammo. Yeah. Lots of ammo. Yeah. We find out that at one point John did work with Vigo and they had like some sort of agreement as mm-hmm. he was going moving past the hitman life into more domestic life. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we go back to boss dad Vigo and he gives John a call to give his condolences and, and is like, hey, I heard, also heard what happened with your car and like, can we, you want to talk about it? And John hangs up. Nice. Yeah. Every, I, everyone's done for. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> you killed his dog. Yeah. You shouldn't have messed up. You're done though. That's, <laughs> that just reminded me of you. Have you ever watched Community? I've seen only a few episodes. There's this one part. So do you know the character Britta? No. She's the blonde one. Okay. That like is like so um self-righteous uh-huh. but that's where that quote comes from where she's like i can excuse the racism but i draw the line at animal cruelty <laughs> and that's what i feel like this is <laughs> like oh my god you kill my dog but uh, other things but you killed my dog <laughs> my god my dog <laughs> um john suits up and some hitmen come to his house to sneak attack yes i'm like like john's not expecting that right he gets a call from the mob boss right that was basically the courtesy call yeah who know who now knows he's coming from yeah okay so john ends up taking all these dudes out like he's cutting butter with a hot knife yeah oh wait can i rewind a second yes because after he hangs up on vigo um he uh, Vigo tells Mayhem to task his crew up. So then Mayhem's like, how many? And then Vigo goes, how many do you have? And I was like, imagine being that much of a bad bitch. That yeah. The boss of New York City <laughs> sends all of his people on you. And you're not even scared. Whoever's available. Right. <laughs> Could you call some friends and friends and friends? Yeah. <laughs> so we're into the scene where John is fighting the guys who are breaking back into his house. Yes. And great music in this scene. Right. But I also have to back up again. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's cool because this is one of those like small things. This is, it leads to the sidebar conversation that I wish to have with you. Oh, okay. So he's prepping 
for these guys, which also um, it's it's I respect and I appreciate that he dresses up for these events. I know. I think that's very respectable. Yeah. When I said he suited up, I mean, like he literally like a three piece suit. Yeah. (laughs) But so he's taking a shower before he gets suited up and then we see his back tattoos. So he has a huge back tattoo of like praying hands and the cross. And then on one shoulder, there's something like flames that might be a face or something. I didn't really recognize it. The other shoulder is a lone wolf. (laughs) <laughs> I would like to make sure that you noticed. <laughs> so I just want to know, um, like, if you can get an ironic cool guy tattoo, oh, God. what would it be? I would probably get, like, a surprised Patrick, like a Mimi tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where? Um, Shoulder. I don't, maybe like my butt cheek if we're being Mm. like super frat boy about it. Okay, (laughs) okay. Because then this also got me thinking like, I'm glad that I never, you know, like in high school when you have the rebellious phase, like I'm glad that I never just like took money and went to get a tattoo. Yeah. You know, because if I was in high school getting a tattoo, not to like rank on anybody else's tattoos, but I would definitely have been the one to get those like, you know, the pop punk stars that are like red and black. Yeah. Would have gotten that like somewhere on my arm or something. And then like I would have to just like walk around like that now. (laughs) Or like I would have gotten like the spider web on my elbow because like that's what was cool back then. Yeah. And I'm like so happy that I just was too scared to do that. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Now you're kind of like, well, you don't have any. But I just have the one. But now it's kind of like I want to get something artsy. Yeah. And I don't want to just get something to get something. Right. Like in yeah. high school, I would have just gotten something to get something. Yeah, exactly. But then also, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what my ironic cool guy tattoo would be. Yeah, and I, I just hope that I would not have been the person to get a lone wolf. The one thing I always wonder about is um, when people get the tattoos in places they can't reach is how you take care of How do you do the tattoo aftercare? Oh. Because you have to like uh, you get a friend? lubricate it. Yeah, oh. I guess you got to have a friend like rub your Ugh. rub your back. Uh, <laughs> scratch mine, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> Bonding. Yeah. You know what? Actually, if I was in high school, I definitely would have gotten like an overcompensating Asian tattoo. Oh, yeah. Oh. That would have. No, in high school, high school surprise Patrick wasn't a thing. So I probably would have gotten like some quote in Italian and been like, look at how cool I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so, um, I'm so profound. Yeah. Yeah. I would have gotten like. I'm multilingual. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, I would have gotten like my name in Chinese to be like, look at me. Yeah. And then (laughs) it would have been like a big Chinese flag next to it. Or it would have been like my family name in like some, some like very brushy font. Yeah. And it would have just not really held up, I think. Also, you're in high school, like cheap tattoos don't look good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would have gotten a cheap tattoo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> and then I would have walked around like I was so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't movie. do that. Yeah, back to the movie. <laughs> so, yes, he's dressed up. These guys come sneaking in. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it's interesting, I liked how they cut this part in the beginning because they cut back and forth between the guys sneaking in and then Vigo is giving a like a lullaby. And he's basically just saying, like, fall asleep or the boogeyman will come for you. Yeah. And then they come for him. <laughs> so then... Uh, well, he goes to them. Well, yeah, that's true, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> he's the boogeyman. Yes. They signed up for it. Yeah. So uh, they have a very cool fight scene. Mm-hmm. John takes all of them out with ease. Yeah. And it's also interesting because it feels like it's a very quiet fight scene. Yeah. But then when there's gunshots, it's when the music starts. Yes. Which is cool. Like Imagine that. if any of those guys were the guys from, like, were the same dudes from the other night and being, like, shocked by the complete 180. Because, mm. like, a few nights ago when guys broke in, they completely got him right. by surprise and right. they took him out. But then this time they're in there and he's ready for it. Well, because last time he was in his pajamas, this time he's dressed up. Yeah, he was sleeping. So, <laughs> they, and they did sneak up on him. That's not fair. Yeah. So then after he kills everyone, a cop shows up. 
It was like, evening, John. And, hey, Jimmy. And yeah, and he's he's like, noise complaint? And the cop's like, yeah, noise complaint. And he looks into the into the house and sees the bodies. And he's like, oh, are you working again? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just, just taking care of something. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll leave you to it then. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. What? All right. So that just happened. And yep. we're just going to let that I'm, happen. I guess he's just like um, his... his uh, what's he's it? a well-known hitman. Yes. His <laughs> reputation precedes him. He's a celebrity hitman. Yeah. Like, so cool, that guy. Yeah. And then John makes a phone call for dinner reservations. And I was like, already? But for then, who? But then he grabs some gold coins. And I'm like, is he a pirate now? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too. Like, when he makes a phone call, he's like, this is Wick. Yes, John Wick. And I was like, oh. Doesn't have the same oomph as like a 007 thing. Yeah. But still, I respect it. <laughs> but like John Wick could totally kick James Bond's he ass. He absolutely could. Yeah. <laughs> With ease. Like it's a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Some sketchy dude show up at his house and I guess he wasn't really making dinner reservations. Nope. I didn't yep. get that until this part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a waste management company, but they're there to like to clean, clean up. up the bodies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they the start- reservation is for the 12 bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when he said, I would like to make reservations for 12. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wow, 12 p.m.? <laughs> 12 friends? <laughs> John is so popular. But you know what I liked about this scene a lot? Yeah. Is that they made cleaning up look cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like a, one of those, like, badass, like, another, like, really cool music scenes and it like sounded like it should have been an action scene but it's just guys spritzing the wall yeah and they look like badasses while they're doing it. yeah <laughs> and i appreciated that you want to talk about representation that's hot yeah <laughs> man with a spray bottle hell Ooh. yeah <laughs> and then they th- so they take the bodies out they clean it up and it's super cool yeah and and then he pays them and it's just a nice exchange and i appreciated yeah. that Hey, so like, what does your dad do for a living? He disposes bodies. I mean, waste management. He's a waste manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only by reservation. Yeah. These people live really interesting lives. Yeah. We cut to Mayhem, who is telling Vigo that John destroyed his guys. And he's like, of course he did. Put a contract on him for $2 million. And then uh, in Russian, he says, lure the wolf with the sheep. And I feel like I'm just not into these gang bosses or these political leaders, you know, like Cersei Lannister, who just kind of like are so careless with people's lives. Yeah. You know? A little rude. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, get everybody against John Wick. You know he's going to kill them anyway, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Maybe someone will get lucky. Yeah, I don't care as long as my stupid, arrogant son is fine. Maybe one group won't go at him one at a time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. So then Mayhem does a big time microaggression and tells Vigo to speak in English. Mm-hmm. So Vigo, Vigo tells him to put Yusuf in the red circle and just to wait for John Wick. Yeah. So then at that point, I thought that he literally meant a red circle, but we'll find out later that that's not what he yeah. meant. You know what I like about this movie so far? What? Is we learn nothing about this dude's past besides the fact that like the love of his life dies. And the only info we get is that he's a hitman and we just accept it and move on. You can't get stuck in the details. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's like, I like that we're just accepting this and yeah, taking this movie as a Just going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then John packs up his car. He drives off somewhere. And now Vigo is meeting with Marcus and then offering him a job yeah green goblin is juicing he is yeah <laughs> yeah so then they do the thing you know we're like you want a drink so then he takes a sip and then that's all he does and wastes the rest of the drink yeah but, but he put a lot of work into making that i know that juicing wastes a lot of vegetables yeah <laughs> but so vigo it's is cheap it's not but yeah. they have so much money they don't care about Ugh, the environment true they're so annoying they're so, so annoying with their money yeah <laughs> Ugh. 
<laughs> so Vigo tells him to kill John Wick for two million dollars. Uh, Marcus asks if it's an exclusive contract, and Vigo's like, "No, it's open, but it's time sensitive." So then there's just so much that I wanted to unpack with this because I thought that they were friends. You know, Marcus know. and John. Marcus is like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm like, you're a fake ass friend. Yeah, he did not even think <laughs> about it. So then, but also when he asked if it was exclusive, Vigo was like, mm, no. So you thought about that, but you didn't think about killing your friend? Yeah. So it's like a job posting board for like. Right. And like, <laughs> like, in like, obviously $2 million is a lot of money, but like, is he getting jealous that it's not an exclusive contract? It's yeah. like he felt offended that it wasn't, you know? <laughs> Do you not think I'm good enough? Right. <laughs> but I guess he was doing that to light the fire under him, to, like, make it happen faster? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess he just wants to pool as many people and right. just get everyone mm. to go for him or everyone who gets his message. I don't know. But this is the only one. Well, because also, to start the conversation, he's like, I know that this is a personal one for you because I know you guys are close, but I have this job for you. Yeah. So then he knows that he's putting his friend against a friend. I wouldn't kill my friend for $2 million. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> Three million. Much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he takes the job and he's a fake friend. But then we cut back to John driving across the Brooklyn Bridge. And then Marcus goes on his little cabinet for guns. And he has a lot of them in there. Yeah. It's like his Harry Potter under the under the staircase cabinet cupboard. Yeah. And it's just full, full of guns. Yeah. And then they play like a Marilyn Manson song about guns. Oh, okay. It's like, all right. I didn't know who that was. Yeah. And Marcus ends up grabbing a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he's extra serious about getting this done. Yes. <laughs> he knows where his friend is. Yeah. So we are with John. And at this point, we're 40 minutes into the movie. And I'd like to formally apologize that I've yet to talk about how hot Keanu Reeves is. Because at this point in the movie, he's killing the suit and tie game. And it's a 20 out of 10 for me, Nat. It, it really you know, is. Like, he looks so good. <laughs> we did. I mean, you you did briefly speak on the, the middle part. Oh, so that was that was your lead, though. OK, well, I'm sorry. well Keanu, it was, <laughs> it was a back and forth conversation. You're, you you were part of it. He's so hot. Yeah, he he deserves everything he's getting. Yeah, he does. And he's supposed to be like the nicest dude around. Oh, my I'm God. about it. 30 out of 10. My favorite thing, actually, is um is when Always Be My Maybe came out. There were some pictures coming out of him, like meeting people. And he was like, nice, nice guy, Keanu. So he would have his arms around the girls, but he wasn't touching them. Aww. So he was just like hover handsing around them. And, cause, <laughs> and then the meme was like, I won't get caught. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's just, that's the way to go. Yeah. You know? It really is. We respect somebody who respects people. But also like, you don't need to touch people you on the don't. waist. You don't. On the waist specifically to take pictures with them. And especially to move by them. Yeah. Yes. It's not necessary. That's, that's my pet peeve. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, where were we? Oh, we're at when he parks in front of a fancy building. Which oh, yes. Is the hotel. And Marcus is getting bread nearby. He's like spying on him. And it's a super fancy hotel. And a woman in the lobby recognizes John. Her name is Perkins. Yes, Miss Perkins. And I, my reaction was they better not be banging later because he is in mourning. Yeah, I was like, his wife just died. Yeah. That's not she cool. Could, she could not. <laughs> <laughs> so then the concierge is happy to see him again. And John says that he may be staying longer depending on the work. So the concierge says uh, that the, it's the same owners as it was whenever John was last in the game. So I don't know what that means, but it means something significant, yeah. I guess. And he pays the front. He pays him with a gold coin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how how far down does this rabbit hole go? Like, this dude's a hitman, one of the best hitmen in the world. Crime lords know about him, but so do random ladies in hotel rob- lobbies and front desk receptionists. Like, and everyone's just like casual about it. And I'm like, this this hotel has to have bulletproof windows if they're taken in high risk guests. <laughs> <laughs> the security deposit on that room is, is enormous. Yeah. 
insane like a down payment on a house yeah so john is in his room and he's watching the video of him and helen again um the same one from the beginning of the movie to hype him up for killing yes so then he gets mad and then goes down in a fancy old elevator through the boiler room and up to a secret door he puts another gold coin in the slot i got really annoyed (laughs) yeah gold coin in the slot into a secret door into a secret club yep like are you kidding me Kind of. It's a whole system, sweetie. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. So, yeah, it opens up into a secret lounge. He walks in through, he, we walk past Perkins, and I'm like, I swear to God, John. <laughs> Don't you dare drink. Don't you dare. <laughs> so then he goes up to a man named Winston, and John tells Winston that he'd like to talk to Yosef, and Winston is like, uh, I know what that means. Oh, I thought he said he wanted to meet with Vigo. Oh. Yeah. The family. Somebody of representative of the family. So then he asked John if he has thought this all the way through because like, did you really, really, really think it through? Because, you know, you are out of the game. But if you put a pinky in it, you're going to get yanked right back into it. And John's like, I just want to talk to him. Yeah, man. What kind of question is that? Right. (laughs) Clearly he's here. Yeah. (laughs) He's thought about it. I'm here. I'm in. (laughs) So now we're cut to uh, in a car. I hope in that um, sketchy underground club that the live band and the servers are all getting paid appropriately. You know, it's like in, um, <laughs> if you watched Harley Quinn, yeah, the girl that was the singer in that club uh, was not there of her own free will. Oh, awesome. So you never know. Yeah. But also this is a very classy establishment. So is like everyone in there a hitman and or a crime person? I believe so. I don't know. Uh, How many hitmen exist? Hit people, excuse me. I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't know. Because there's a lot of guests about. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of people in there. Um, During this scene, we learn that Vigo has now doubled the bounty on John. Yes. And I'm like, wow, crime really does pay $4 million. So they also establish that um, because Mayhem gets like a text or whatever kind of notification that John is in the Continental, which is the hotel that we're in right now, and that the person who texts him is willing to do the job for him. But... In order to break the hotel rooms or rules, rules. the hotel rules. Because I guess that hotel is supposed to be like safe grounds. Yeah. So that's why Vigo doubles it. Because if anybody breaks the rules, then he will give them $4 million. Yeah. So then we cut back to John and Winston. Well, and after that's established, we see Perkins check her phone. Yes. And I was like, all right, Miss Sketchy Pants. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> so then we see, we go back to John and Winston and they explain that there is no business done on the premises or lest you face harsh penalties yeah so then john's like this is personal and then he walks away so then um we go up to a bar and the bartender is in love with john hi john very much us i'm also in love with john (laughs) so then (laughs) who's not (laughs) we just established that he's been out of the business for five and a half years but somehow she still remembers his drink like exactly so then be like that I guess I do. When you're John Wick, you know what? I don't blame her. When you're John Wick, I also would. But then um, we cut back to her giving him the drink and it's on the house. He turns around to see Winston giving him a little head nod. And then he looks down at the, the napkin that it's with and it's got a, a little like kiss mark on it and it says red circle. Yeah. So that's that's where uh, Yasef is. Oh, yeah. So we end up going to a club that has circle decor mm-hmm. everywhere. Shots of people dancing and John arming himself, and he has guns and knives strapped on him everywhere. Yes, there's a new meaning now in my life to stay strapped. Yeah, that's he is strapped. He's extremely strapped. Yes, <laughs> I was like, and then he finishes his ensemble, and he doesn't even look bulky. No, because he has a very slim, bulletproof vest on. Yeah, it's very uh, uh, fashionable. I would say <laughs> fashion forward. Yeah, yeah. 
The Russians own the club, I guess. We're getting reports from security guards in each room, and we see all these different themed rooms, which it was just a very confusing building because there's, I just didn't understand it. There's like a dance club and right. then a spa. Like each floor is like a different theme. Yeah, a VIP room. I, I just didn't get it. So uh, when you're rich, we wouldn't understand. Yeah, Yasef is in the big pool room partying, super carefree for a guy who's literally being hunted. Right. <laughs> oh. So he gets approached by his brother, who's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Yasef is just not taking the situation seriously and is totally underestimating John. He tells his brother, I'm not scared of this guy. And his brother's like, you "You should should be. be. We're all scared of him. What is wrong with you? (laughs) And then the brother takes his champagne bottle away from him because he just had it in his hand. Yeah, he's like sitting there ordering bottles. So then he turns into an actual baby, turns to his friends and goes, get me another bottle now. Yeah. And I'm like, what? starts whining. How are you a grown person? Oh, he sucks. How do people function? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Really? So anyway, the guard at the back door is also now out there smoking. John followed some other dudes in. Mm -hmm. Um, So John sneaks up on the dude that's guarding the back door. And he knows this guy as well, apparently. So the guy's name is Francis. And he's like, hey, Francis. Oh, John, he's so popular. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Social butterfly, this guy. (laughs) Yeah. But what's fun is is the conversations that they have as he's catching up with everybody. Because he's like, oh, Francis, you lost some weight. And he's like, yeah, nearly 60 pounds. While he's holding a gun onto him. Yeah. And they're just going back and (laughs) forth, just catching up like bros. And he's like, "Uh, so uh, you're off duty for the rest of the night. He takes his little headset off. And he's like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Wick. Yeah. For sparing me. Um, way earlier, totally forgot about this, but we saw some guys go into the bathroom together oh, where yes. the guard was. And we now, after John interacts with the guard, we see them come out of the bathroom in towels, but they're like in the bathroom. Sure. So they're all in like towels and robes. And I'm like, did they shower? What kind of bathroom is this? It's the red circle. Like, I don't understand this building. I don't know. Yeah. But John sneaks into the bathroom mm-hmm. and he does his uh his pencil kill, which is what it was mentioned earlier when we were talking to about Vigo. But um, so Vigo essentially way back in the past, John killed some dudes with a pencil. Yeah, that was the thing. So he does it again here. And then he sneaks up on um, the other two dudes that jumped him with yeah. with um, Yasef. So he kills one guy. He's out of the way. And Interrogates then he goes, another. Yeah, he goes to the other friend. And he's like, oh, where's V or not Vigo? Where's uh, where's Yosef? And then the guy starts running his mouth to him. So then John kills him. Yeah. Um, takes his phone and then <laughs> goes to find Yosef. Yeah. He gets to the pool area. We get shots of him sneak killing guards while people are checking video monitors and yeah. they're still checking with the main security. This is the quietest action movie that I've seen, I feel. But this movie really sucks you in. Yeah. Like, I would be watching it and watching it and watching it, and I was like, I have to take notes. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Oops. Yeah. I was like, I have to focus. One guy ends up sneaking up on John, and they fight, which blows his cover, because mm-hmm. he was getting, like, closer and closer yeah. to Yasef. John kills more dudes. Yasef points a gun at him, but then runs away instead. So now he's actually scared of John, because I guess he didn't expect him to get there. You know, it's like when you don't believe that there's a pandemic until you see it. Oh, Yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, as Yosef is running, he even grabs a human shield. I was like, you And they're a- all his friends. I was like, you're a douche. Uh, John keeps messing, missing him while he's shoot- shooting at him. And then Yosef then goes from the pool area. And then we start having a chase scene through all the different floors and areas of yes. this building. Um, we run onto the dance club floor and John kills dudes while walking through the dancing crowd. And no one notices. And not once does he ever hit like a random person. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's crazy that nobody 
Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. One guy, I think, looked at one guy that fell, but just kept dancing. When you're feeling the beat, <laughs> you know? You don't know gotta, who's, like, on something either. You gotta let the music move yeah. you, man. Oh, <laughs> just feel it. You probably saw that guy. He's like, look at this drunk guy passed out. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. Can't light, hold his alcohol. Lightweight. <laughs> yeah. La- uh, Yasef runs into the VIP floor. Guests scatter. John kills more bad guys. And then they end up on, like, this lofty area above yes. the nightclub. But I also have to back up because this is like the most badass scene I feel like I've ever seen. Yeah. So much so that I just had to write about it the or like act- notice it. The action was really good. Like the choreography yeah. was really good in this movie. Like he, so he walks through this VIP area and this was just like a chef kiss scene because <laughs> it's like, he just like knows where everybody is. And like, obviously it's, it's all like the way that it was choreographed. It just like looks, it's supposed to look like it's easy for John and it just does. And he's just taking everybody <laughs> out. And then it's also like smart. It's not like anything like super flashy. Like, there is somebody hiding behind a pillar and he shoots them in the foot to get them to come out so that he can, like, get them. Yeah. Instead of him just, like, throwing a bomb somewhere. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, like, thought out. He's efficient. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what I liked about it. Yeah. In the loft area of the nightclub, he kills more dudes. And I wish I was keeping a body count at this point. Right. Too many. We should go back and count them. Yeah. He gets Maybe the next one will do a body count. Yeah. The final guy shoots him and then he struggles fighting with this guy for a while um yasef gets outside and escapes and we're back to john and he's like fist fighting with this guy and that yeah. guy ends up throwing him off the edge onto down onto the dance floor yeah which is cleared out at this point you know I, what else happened to here he this is the only time where i want to call john stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> because so he was chasing yasef around and then yeah. um the dude that he was fighting came out with like two other dudes so he's shooting at them and then he runs out of bullets so he ducks for cover to try to reload but then he has no more bullets but he also has 8,000 more guns on him. Yeah. But then he chooses not to go for the guns, but to throw his fists. <laughs> and I'm like, John. You don't bring your fists to gunfights? <laughs> I mean, I do, but like if I have other guns that are full of ammo, maybe yeah. not. But also, I was thinking too, I was like, why didn't he just pick? Because if he's shooting at guys who also have guns, why didn't he just pick up a gun that a guy dropped that he killed? Right. Haven't we all played a video game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking that too. But um, yeah, so. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But that's when I was just like, come on, John. Yeah. But I also get you're in the moment. It's hard to think. <laughs> so there's a lot happening right now. Your adrenaline. Yeah. You don't think on adrenaline. I'm just, you know, he he was so, he was strapped. Yeah. And he, he just forgot that he had it. Yeah. He armed himself to the teeth, but then only used like two guns. Yeah. But then also, so yeah, like you said, he got thrown over the ledge. But then after he lands, then he puts the gun out of his back and shoots at the guy. But I'm like john <laughs> you had that the whole time the whole time <laughs> but again dude i don't know what it's like to be in the moment of a gunfight yeah so I, let me I not to never know yeah i wish to always be ignorant about that yeah john ends up returning to the hotel all bloodied up and the concierge is so casual with him yeah i was like do i need to call the doctor he's 24 7 like <laughs> and he's like yes please yeah and then john asks um so what's what's the uh the status on the uh dry cleaning here <laughs> so then he looks at john's very white shirt and he's like sweetie nobody can fix that yeah <laughs> just covered in blood the do- we get a scene of the doctor stitching him up and we just establish he's gonna drink instead of taking pain medicine mm. and the doctor says like his stitches will end up tearing if he keeps doing stuff yeah and then he's like if you do have to fight take two of these pills and then he gives john some pills yeah but then so we cut over back to marcus remember marcus yeah he's on a nearby rooftop setting up his sniper rifle 
He starts watching John through his scope and he notices someone coming into the room because John's laying in bed like to rest up Mm -hmm. and there conveniently is a mirror above the bed. Of course. Yeah. So he ends up doing a warning shot. He shoots next to John's head to warn him. So John gets alerted and Miss Perkins comes in, guns a blazing, trying to attack him. So they start fighting and she's kicking his ass. And you know how many things they keep breaking in this room? Yeah. And this is when I was like, that security deposit yeah, they is have gone. They pay for that window, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, broke the window, broke the shelves, broke the table, broke the glass. The TV. <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, that was... Yeah. So they, they do they share some pleasantries again. And then she's like, because he brings up the, you know, the whole, like, you're breaking hotel rooms. And she's like, but it's $4 million. I, I'm, I'm okay breaking the rules. Yeah. So then they fight. And they fight a lot. And then the concierge starts calling John's room. So then the phone just keeps ringing throughout this fight. So then... <laughs> so cash. Yeah, they keep fighting. Uh, Perkins gets smart. She like bites down on her jacket so that they don't make so much noise. Mm-hmm. So that they don't get the noise complaints. But then she takes that part of the jacket and like kind of chokes him with it. But then they do more fighting. Essentially, they keep destroying things. The phone still rings. Uh, John eventually gets his bed sheet to wrap over her face and then punches her straight in the face. And then he throws her through the glass. Because we just don't care about property anymore. And that's when he finally knocks her out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then he picks up the phone, (laughs) finally. Because that phone would not stop ringing either. Yeah. You know how some phones just keep going until you hang up, and then the other ones will go for, like, five rings? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess it's a hotel. There's no concierge really sat there and, like, waited. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at his job. And John is like, sorry, I was dealing with an uninvited guest. The concierge is like, should I send a dinner reservation? And I was like, oh, I, was like, Ew, I he, love the system that we all know. He's in on it too? Yeah. John knocks her out after getting some intel about a church that that's a mob front. That's when yeah. he really knocks her out. Well, yeah, she's out. trying to like crawl away. So she's in the hallway at this point. Yeah. So John actually tells the concierge, like, I don't need the reservation yet. Okay. Because he goes to deal with her. Yeah. He gets that information and then he pistol whips her. So then somebody else next door comes out and he's has a gun pulled on him so then john turns around it's his old friend harry <laughs> harry sees what's happening he's like oh hey john carry on yeah so i like just you love, good man yeah i just love the camaraderie in this movie yeah it's fun he ends up uh knocking perkins out after getting whatever information and he offers harry a gold coin to watch the woman yes and i was like why don't you just kill her well because it's funny if he says uh, if she's going at you for four million dollars she's gonna wake up and go for you that's true that is very yeah. fair and Do also not think that way through you've already killed so many people already what's one more person yeah and <laughs> <laughs> this point whatever well he asks. it's funny because he asks harry to babysit her and then harry's like catch and release and he's like, yeah, catch and release. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no. Release her out the freaking window. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next day, John is at the church. He takes two pills before going in. So he's going to go to fight. Yeah. So then he walks through. Uh, he gets to the priest. Is Would that be the priest? It would be a priest. Okay. Yeah. I like, I'm trying to learn. He, he goes in, immediately opens fire on the priest yeah. and some dudes. And I'm like, it's fine. He's a fake priest. <laughs> yeah. There's one woman there who is there to actually pray. Yeah. Didn't kill her, though. Just let her stay there and pray more. But she kind of, like, was super casual about sitting R- very, there. Very, yeah. She did not seem alarmed Didn't at all. duck, didn't run, nothing. Yeah. She was, was like, just like, oh, Russian church happens. Didn't even cover her ears, you know? <laughs> Wasn't phased. Yeah, they go down to a vault behind the church, and there's two ladies in there counting money, and he's mm-hmm. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. John takes all the money and items. Yeah. Oh, wait, earth. but first, before you get to the fun part there, mm-hmm. it's... um. He tells the priest to open the door for him, the gate. Mm -hmm. And the priest is like, you can't scare me. So then John kills the dude behind him. And then he's like, 
Vigo would yell at me, though. He said Vigo would kill me. Would kill him. And I'm like, did you have a dude pointing He's going to kill you now. Yeah. So then John beats you up. You die now or later. Right. <laughs> so then after he says that, John beats up the other dude that was guarding the gate. And then he goes, uh-huh. Yeah. So he's like, I don't care. But it was just, it was like a funny scene. It was, I uh, just liked how they did that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So he, so the priest just opens the gate. And then, and then we get to this cool guy alert that I don't want to, I don't want to take the fire from you. You can go for it. So it's the cool guy alert where John tells the women to get out of here. He tells them to skedaddle. And then he takes, he just trashes the place. He like throws all the money on the floor, anything that they had like in the, in the like shelves and whatever. He makes one big pile. Yeah. So then he takes, a, a lighter thing i don't know if it's a bomb or whatever but it's a, a <laughs> it makes fire it makes fire he throws <laughs> it on the pile and then he just walks away in slow-mo and i was like wow yeah. <laughs> what a cool guy what a cool guy so cool i love that he did that yeah so now we're on a rooftop across the street and we're watching the aftermath of the priest getting shot because he opened the gate yeah vigo and his goons show up yeah then we cut to harry and the and miss perkins yes She's breaking her finger so she can get out of the handcuffs. Yeah. Which, ugh, yeah, I was not gross. expecting that. Gross. Her and Harry have like a little back and forth and she's like, I don't care about the hotel rules or whatever. She ends up killing him. She headbutts him, gets out of her handcuffs, kills him. In and the face. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, I didn't want to see Harry go. No. We, we were only with him for like two minutes. And he was already my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn. So now we go back to Vigo and he's mad about his money and Mayhem is telling him that there's basically no recovering from that because he's like, did you see that? Yeah. Hello. While they're chit-chatting, John comes in. Blazing hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so start shooting. He takes out some of the guards and then there's a shootout and then one of the dude drives away in the car. He circles around and John is hiding behind another car. So he slams into that car to, to like ricochet into John. So yeah. that sends John flying. And knocks him out. Yep. Now John has been taken captive by Vigo. Vigo goes off on John about destroying his vault, and then he starts roasting him about his married life and says, "Your right? wife." <laughs> yes. He's like, "Your wife's death was a was God punishing you for your work." And wow, yeah. First of all, <laughs> rude. You don't know that, right? <laughs> Mind your business. Yeah. Damn. After Vigo tries intimidating him, John says, just give me your son. Right. And Vigo's like, bro, are you serious? You're doing all this for a dog in a car. And then John goes off on what I, I feel bad saying this, but I feel like it's just a very poorly written monologue. <laughs> but he goes off about how, uh, you know, this is, it's not just a dog. Like that was my wife's last gift to me. And it gives me some semblance of, of grief and stuff. And I was like, give him a better thing. But yeah. either way, it's he was just explaining to Vigo that, like, I'm going to kill your son because he killed my dog that my wife gave me. Yeah. So. And he's grieving. He's grieving. He's still grieving. Yeah. He's still hurt. Yeah. So Vigo waves him off and tries to walk away. And then John's like, well, then you'll die next to him and tries to get up. But then the guards that are holding him kind of suffocate him with a bag. So then. Well, before he gets suffocated, he goes off and is like, you know what? I am back. And if you don't give me your son, I'm taking him. Oof. And then that's when the guy starts suffocating him as Vigo is leaving. But luckily, Marcus is still nearby. Yep. And he shoots one, the guy holding the bag. Yep. And I'm like, okay, like, I take back what I said about Me Marcus too. being a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> I was like, okay, so he's good. So then, right? yeah, we think so far. I don't know. So then John starts fighting the other guy who suffocated him. And then he's only obviously using his legs because his hands are still tied. Yeah. And like, how embarrassing is it to lose a fight to somebody whose hands are tied? When you have all four of your limbs. And you're supposed to be like a big bad Right. Monster. If you're supposed to be trusted enough to be like next to Vigo. But also Vigo's dumb for leaving the super dangerous John Wick with two dudes. Right. That's true. Very <laughs> poor management. Yeah. 
and get he it knows, together vigo <laughs> he knows the threat too yeah whoops after some struggling john gets the upper hand and takes that guy out so john gets away he runs out and intercepts vigo's getaway car and mm-hmm. shoots at it takes out the driver he then presses Vigo to tell him where his son is, and Vigo tells him about the safe house his son is being kept in. Because he's like, if I give you my son, will you let me go? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so then John says, like, if you lift the contract, then yeah. So then Vigo doesn't think twice about, like, swapping his son's life for his, but he has to think about lifting the contract. And I'm like, you <laughs> asshole. Like, I get it. Like, he's tr- he's thinking about it because he thinks that, even if he does give John the location that the contract being out still means that John will get killed before he gets there. Yeah. We know that that's not true. No. But he still had to think about killing John <laughs> more than he had to think about giving up his son. Whoop. That is so fake. He's like, I have another son. Right. <laughs> I still have a legacy. It'll be fine. Yeah. So we cut to the safe house. Yasef is smoking while another guy is playing video games. And we've got guards all over the place. Sniper rifles, guys like doing perimeter checks. Mm-hmm. And the video game is one of those shooty video games that's yeah. very triggering to to um, Yasef right now. Yeah, it's a first person shooter. We cut to Vigo rolling up a joint and smoking because he's a cool dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a regular dad. I'm a cool dad. <laughs> I'm a cool dad. I commit crimes. Ooh. Well, um, we then cut back to Yasef and he's yelling at the guy at the top of his lungs to stop playing his game and then that guy gets shot in the head yeah and yasef is like shocked Uh oh because at this point john did make it to one of the sniper towers yeah and i'm like oh okay whoops yeah so then another guard takes yasef to the cars but it's too late you know they're getaway cars but it's too late because john just detonated bombs in all of them yeah another guy he told uh when the first shot happened he told yasef to get down and then he got shot yep i was like oh so then yeah since there's no getaway with the cars yasef is just like aimlessly running around in this basement so then john comes walking in Mm -hmm. shoots him in the stomach yeah nice and then he takes his time walking up to him again mm-hmm. shoots him in the head yeah so I, the movie yasef starts screaming at him like it was just a fucking and then he shoots him in the head yeah i was like sucks to suck yasef yep. and imagine if the movie just ended he's like all right i'm done yeah <laughs> but it didn't <laughs> um vigo gets a phone call picks it up and just says make the arrangement so he knew as soon as he got that call yep john, john checks out of his hotel yes and he gets a little gift from management for his Tesla from the previous yes. night. And it's a new car. It's I want to know that management. Yeah. The concierge tells him that it's it's compensation from management for last night's incident. And I was like, because <laughs> I forgot that, that room he was be the free. victim. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes outside to see his new nice charger. And then he drives away. Mm-hmm. So now John is out under the Manhattan Bridge somewhere. And Marcus comes up to him saying, how many times do I have to save your ass? So now, like, super double confirmed that we like Marcus again. Yeah. And then while they're talking, Miss Perkins is watching them. And yes. I'm like, wow, obsessed much? A snitch. Yeah. Even. Oh, that too. Yeah. So then Marcus tells John that he made a new life, you know? So, like, go find that life again. Like, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and then that's the end of that scene. Now it's, like, later on at night. Marcus is walking down the street. Dudes come out. So he kind of gets cornered. He goes into one of Vigo's houses, I yeah. guess. So then uh, he goes inside, he takes his watch off, he kind of like takes his his, um, his his cuffs off. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's let's just get this over with. What, what is happening here? So then we cut to John, who's getting a phone call from Vigo, and we do another one of those fun things where they have the phone conversation, but it's also intercut with like the flashback of what's happening to Marcus right now. Yeah. So basically, Marcus is getting beat up by Vigo. 
for betraying for, him. Yeah. When You asked him to kill his friend. What did you think would happen? Oh, my God. It's like you can't trust criminals. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so then Vigo is yelling at him because he had every opportunity to kill John but didn't. And his son is dead because of him. Or his son is dead because he's an asshole and you didn't raise him well. Yeah, because his son sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also the other thing is that this was an open contract yeah so it's not just marcus's fault yeah also could have been miss perkins could have killed him any of the other people in that hotel could have killed him but you're gonna blame marcus i know so uh, i don't know you just you're just taking your anger out on the wrong person he is, i really think he is he needs to go to therapy <laughs> yeah he's not um he's not found a healthy way to deal with his emotions yeah and then Miss Perkins is there while he's beating up Marcus, of course. Snitch. Yeah, she sucks. She's just trying to make a buck, you know? Yeah. So then Vigo stabs him in the thigh. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you're going to go out on my terms. And then Marcus is like, no, I'm going to go out on my terms. So then he gets up and he fights the dudes that are holding him down. And then he shoots at them. So then this is when I realized that every time, I don't know if you notice this, that every time Guns comes out, Vigo just ducks and covers. <laughs> which like i understand as the dude with no gun and like the boss that needs to be protected but also like that's not a good look no it's right not. i don't think like so. to establish your dominance to just like run and hide every time the gun comes out <laughs> you know i don't know like again i get like you have the younger people like to do that for you yeah but then you know if it's all about what the people see i think and that's all the people see yeah right but it's also more of like, I'm the boss, so I don't have to do stuff. Everyone else has to do it for me. Right. Yeah. Vigo ends up getting a gun and shooting at Marcus and killing him. Yeah. Like um, nine solid shots to him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now John has to kill him, obviously. Right. <laughs> and he asked for that. Yeah. John goes to the building that Marcus was in. Miss Perkins is watching him again. Yep. He sees his dead friend. Miss Perkins gets a phone call from the concierge. Mm-hmm. It sounded like him. Yeah. She goes somewhere and Winston shows up and says her membership is revoked. And then a bunch of guys step out and they all and shoot, they her. shoot her. And I'm like, you really risked your life for this money. Yeah. Like, way But that go. was so efficient and so clean. Yeah. And immediately a reservation for one came up. Yeah. The cleaning crew guy. They are so well organized. <laughs> Look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, ooh. Yeah. So back to John, mm-hmm. uh, he speeds up behind Vigo because, oh, well, also right after they kill um, Perkins, Perkins, Winston calls John to be like, you know, it's just the code. Uh, I'm just telling you that, you know, a certain helicopter is getting fueled up at a certain helipad for a certain someone. And uh, that's it. Good night. So then John. <laughs> I like Winston. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> So now John is speeding up behind Vigo and his dudes because he knows wherever that helipad is, which I guess he was close enough to before. Of course he does. So they panic, obviously. <laughs> John runs one of the cars off the road, which happens to be like they're on an elevated level. Yeah. I guess because the car goes off some ledge. Uh, so those guys are gone. And uh, Mayhem is in the car with Vigo and he's like, he's like, what is Fully with this panicking. Guy? Yeah. He's like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then Vigo is just like, he's in that... Um, that stage of of accepting your death where you're just laughing at everything yeah he was like in the backseat drinking and he's just like over it at this point so also a lightning storm starts at this exact moment Mm -hmm. because that's a safe way for you to get into a helicopter that hell yeah good conditions (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so john is chasing this car now the the car that vigo's in he manages to push it into one of those like metal um i don't know what it's called but it's like the thing that you know when you tie your boat when you anchor your boat onto the dock and you to do the the yeah the thing the thing so it's one of those like but the big ones for the ships (laughs) we're doing like hand motions yeah because people can see us (laughs) but so he pushes their car into one of those 
apparently, I don't know how there managed to be like 12 dudes get out of that car. Yeah. But now there's a gunfight. <laughs> another one and john stays in his car and is shooting at them in his car and like whipping around and like and, using his car to hit guys and it's amazing and he like hits one guy the guy rolls over his roof and he shoots at his roof and i'm like is he technically dual wielding right now yes <laughs> he's like using his gun and his car this is like the new like horse and sword yeah that's what it feels like because <laughs> it worked yeah mayhem panicking eventually like he's looking for a gun in the car can't find it and he eventually gets a gun from vigo they have like a funny little moment because vigo holds it out to him and yeah. he goes to take it and then vigo keeps taking it away from him <laughs> like what are you bullying him yeah i mean he deserves it because also uh vigo says like one less thing to him in russian and he has to go in english buddy and i'm like what are you serious <laughs> so we hope he dies soon and he does yeah mayhem gets the gun and goes out to try to shoot john but he gets taken out easy peasy yeah john just crashes into him like no yeah, big deal he has like no experience with any of this stuff he's yeah. just there uh, vigo then rams his car into john's and pushes it off a bridge and um john manages to climb out of the back window and like jump just out in time. last second yeah john approaches vigo oh it's also dramatically raining as well yes. at this point so now as John recovers from jumping out of the car, Vigo happens to also be out of his car and like across the way somehow at this point. Yeah, I was just looking at my notes and I'm like, he then walks up to Vigo and I was like, I don't remember. This. No, he yeah. he kind of like just apparated <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And they're now like approaching his helicopter. Yeah. And then Vigo's like, um, why don't we just do this with our fists? Let's just talk <laughs> in a civilized professional manner. Yeah. So then they start to fist fight and then Vigo's losing. So he pulls out a knife. Which is cheating. <laughs> That's not a fist. Yeah. John ends up pulling the knife into him so he can break Vigo's arm. And then he takes the knife out of his side right. and then stabs Vigo. What an interesting move, though. Because <laughs> he, took, he took the knife to basically where his stitches were before. Yeah. But I get that he wanted to get... You to might disarm well, him. Well, you might as well wound the spot that's already wounded instead of wounding a new spot. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> Is that how the body bounces back? <laughs> I, can, I can receive double damage or double damage. I don't know. Fair game. I can extra infect my wound or I can just get two places infected. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I get it's just not, again, not the move that I would have done, but also I'm not John Wick, so I don't know, you know? But then, so he stabs Vigo in like the neck shoulder area and now they're both kind of just in the ground on pain, in pain. Yeah. So... Then they you both know. say, be seeing you to each other. And John gets up to walk away. And I guess Vigo dies. His, I, yeah. his head goes down. So he knocks out. Yep. We then cut to the scene from the very beginning when John mm -hmm. crawled out of the car. And he breaks into an animal hospital or an animal shelter. Which happened to be right there? Yeah. Not really sure. But there's medical supplies. So he takes it to fix his stab wound. And then he spots a dog he likes. Yeah. But also, I know you don't like this part, but he like actually staples himself. Yeah yeah I that was, was like, wild i was like whoa he's just sitting there with like the staple gun on his stomach and i'm like uh, what you just <laughs> can do that and he just goes Ch -ch -ch -ch, real quick and he just takes it like he's just he like he grunts because it hurts but he also like i would be sobbing <laughs> just moves on yeah. yeah i'm like oh yeah and he spots a dog he likes and takes it yeah he's like we're going home buddy and i'm like that's awesome and yeah he, he walks up off into the night with his new papa rooney happily happily through the the sunset well yeah. not the sunset but yeah the night the night sky <laughs> what i thought was really funny about this movie was that john's a murderer 
And yet, <laughs> and yet everyone's like, that John Wick, he's a good dude. That quirky guy. <laughs> I loved the rules in this movie and like the, I guess, uh, the assassin culture, whatever you want to call it. The, like, yeah, the weird industry. The, like, yeah, the, the formalities that they all had and like the pleasantries and everybody was all just like catching up with one another. Yeah. And it was just like so weird yeah. and casual yeah but <laughs> also so serious but also that part made it so fun yeah it was like funny and serious yeah i don't know I it thought... was like behind the scenes too of like the action movies what it almost felt like because you see the parts that like you, we usually don't see in movies yeah i thought it was a really great movie me too yeah i like the that soundtrack slapped so good i like that there was five minutes of setup and then and that's non-stop all action <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> perfect movie my mom <laughs> she hates the dark knight movies because actually i don't even think she's seen the other just the first one because she's like it's 40 minutes and his parents just died like where's the rest of this movie and i'm like mom come it's and then no but like she's right like there's there's no need yeah i think uh dark the dark knight the one with joker mm-hmm. i think that's the only one out of those three i liked i don't remember much of them batman begins was like Th- that's the one with okay. the 40 minutes of exposition yeah and then dark knight rises oh i cannot sit through that movie is that the that's the one with bane right yeah okay that movie i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> i love 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 batman and i cannot sit through the dark knight rises I was asked once who my favorite Batman was, and I was like, you know, I haven't seen them, but I have to say, <laughs> lest my best friend denounce me, <laughs> that it is, um, what's his name? Who's your favorite? Michael Keaton. Yep, that one. And it was like, Adam West and Michael Keaton are my two favorites. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that um, Michael Keaton's supposed to be coming back? Yes. I keep forgetting to tell you, but I was like, she knows. I love him. He's so funny in like everything he's in. Yeah, but also, real quick, back to this movie. Oh, yeah, back um, to the movie we're talking about. <laughs> how there are two more John Wicks, yeah. and there's a fourth one in the making. What? So he already got his revenge, so what could the other three be about? Does his dog die in every movie? Right, like that. That's fucked that, up. Yeah. I don't like that. I will not watch them if that's what makes the rest of the movies happen. Animal cruelty in my movie? Right? <laughs> to my Keanu Reeves? No. <laughs> <laughs> not for me <laughs> but um no yeah that super hot animal lover Keanu <laughs> yes. so hot right now <laughs> animal nice ditties yes <laughs> um but no but yeah this was an amazing movie it was so good uh it's just the the fight scenes were awesome just the world that they built was amazing and just the way all the characters interacted was pretty yeah good. yeah yeah I just, again, I love that cleaning scene. <laughs> and like, like I also just like liked the idea of the hotel that it was like base. Yeah. You know, like when you're playing tag, you can't, and you like, that's like base for them. And that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I liked, I don't know. I just am interested in like the system that they built, I guess. You yeah. Could call it the system or, you know, the whatever, again, like the culture or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's where the other movies go is like they pick another assassin from the lounge who knows? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Are we going to watch the rest of them? Maybe like Vigo's cousin. Oh, right. Gets revenge. You killed my cousin. <laughs> killed my cousin in New York. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to watch the rest. Yeah. I definitely want to. Yeah. But yeah, thank well, you for- Well, that's this movie, yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. How often do we say yeah to each other when we don't know what to say? I've just realized that we do that all the time. No, definitely. And then I know a lot of times when you say yeah, I say yeah back. And then, yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> it's like to- like, I'm affirming what yeah. you said. And then I'll say it back to you. And then we'll say it four times. And I'm like, why do we need so many yes in our life? Yeah. I, <laughs> I just did it right now. 
And I notice they do it in text a lot too. Like I'll reply to someone's message and say, yeah. And then well, it's like to just, yeah, like message. you said, to affirm, like I've received your message and now here's my response. <laughs> I received, I'm listening. I'm right. understanding. Yes. <laughs> it's that, but with less words. <laughs> I hear you and I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said. Yes. Thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to us on all the things. Share us. Uh, please recommend movies to us. Because, yes. you know, there are all of them that we haven't seen, but we would like to know which direction to go in. Yeah, definitely. It helps out. So go. We have links everywhere. So go to those links and, and find the other links associated with those links. Also, follow our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. You can chit chat with us on those too. We're waiting for people to talk to us, honestly. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess that's it. Is there more? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. Well, bye. bye.